in the morning when you need the news that matters most. We have a constitutional right to publish this story. We are the fourth estate and we will hold the powerful accountable. You need the front page. Wait, what's the fourth estate? Us, the press. And everyone knows that? On the press box. Because I feel like people always say the fourth estate, but they don't actually know what it means. I think everybody knows what it means. I thought the fourth estate was time. That's the fourth dimension. I thought the fourth estate was Georgia. With Graney and Bischoff. No, not state, a state. You thought I was saying we're the state of Georgia? Breaking news. Chicken 407 just won a $98 race. Oh, no. What a morning. Can I borrow 20 bucks? No. Is it juiced? It might be. I hope so. We got him some dirty feed this morning. Chicken 407, $98 winner. You don't have to give any of that back? Well, we had to pay, what did we pay? $15 to enter this race. Okay. So we get 98 on the return there. What a morning for 407. Our other chicken sucked this morning, but 407. He keeps winning. Winner. You're not, he keeps winning. You're not going to give him a real name. Of course not. He's going to be 407 forever. He's great. I love this chicken. Fake chicken races are here. Almost. They're here for me. Not for everybody else, but soon for everybody else. Good morning. I don't care about your next question. All right. I'm very I excited that about this. needed a transition. Yeah, we're good. I'm very excited about this, too. Did you see yesterday the NBA introduced its version of Red Zone? No, but is this why my son ran frantically into the living room last night and said, I need the DirecTV password? It's possible. Yeah, it's okay, possible. That's probably why. So uh, it's called NBA Crunch Time. Uh, it's only on the NBA app or last night. It was only on the NBA app. Like it wasn't on a TV channel. Uh, but basically it was NFL Red Zone style for the NBA mm -hmm. where they would go they'd give you multiple games at the same time they'd flip between games it was phenomenal last night now I think last night was a good night to have it because there were like three or four straight games that were within a possession in mm -hmm. the final minute so obviously there's going to be a lot of basketball games that are 12 point games Blowouts. in the final two sure. minutes and you're like eh, we don't need to see right. that but there were like four straight games last night that were within a possession in the final minute and it was great. Like it, I like they obviously it's the first time they're it's not as smooth and transitioning out of uh, games that go to timeout as the red zone is like, obviously it's the first time, but I think this is exactly how I want to watch the NBA. So like, right for right now, it's staying on the app. Uh, last night it was, I don't know if they're doing it again tonight. I don't know what their plan is. I, I doubt they do it. Test. Yeah. Cause here's the thing I would, I'd be willing to bet they don't do it on nights where they have national TV broadcasts. Okay. Like they're not going to do this head to head with turn or with uh, TNT on right. Thursday. And I think what the ESPN has Tuesday night basketball. Right. So I'd, I'd be surprised if they go head to head with their national partners. Cause that'd be kind of screwing them over. But this is exactly how I want to watch basketball. Like I don't have a whole interest in sitting down and right. watching, watching an entire, an entire game. game. No. But if no. you tell me, hey, you know, around 5.30. I have an interest in like the last three minutes. Yeah, around 5.30, we're going to the fourth quarter of a few right. different NBA games, and they're close. All right. right. I'm in. And also, I'll they jump around, and they show you highlights and stuff, too. So you kind of you kind of didn't. I kind of felt like I didn't miss a single important play of an NBA game when I watched this yesterday. So this is great. I hope this becomes, granted, if it's this great, it's not going to be free for long. But I hope, no. I no. hope it's free. And I hope this is like an every night or at least no. uh, three or four times a week thing for the Crunch NBA. time of it is eventually taking your money. Yes, crunch There's time no is going to want my money if it's actually this good. Wow, sorry. Um, 
I got you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. Jim Harbaugh is interviewing with the Vikings on Wednesday, according to Ben Gosling. And as Ben pointed out, Wednesday is National Signing Day in college football, where he still has a job with the Michigan Wolverines. Why do you believe that there was ever contact with Mark Davis? It doesn't Why sound the like Vikings? it. Like, it doesn't sound the Vikings. Like do you yeah. think would in- this is his second interview? They're bringing him back. I don't, I'm trying. We heard that yesterday in the media rooms. Like, well, he's come back for a second interview. I kept thinking, hmm, the Vikings. Why the Vikings? The only like if we if we're comparing him directly to the Raiders. The only reason the Vikings would be more appealing than the Raiders is because Aaron Rodgers might be gone. And that division would be wide open if Rodgers leaves, right? The Vikings are probably the best team in the division yes, if Rodgers is gone, right? I mean, I guess if Justin Fields takes a massive leap, the Bears could be there. But most likely the Vikings are probably the best team in that division. But it's still, you're not inheriting a Super Bowl contender. No. Like, you're you're inheriting the Tennessee Titans or something like that. We're like, yeah, you want a bad division. Good job. You're not winning three playoff games. So I don't I don't know. I, I don't know why it's just you would a be weird team to me. Right. When that I heard that in, like the Vikings. Enticed by the Vikings. And honestly, I mean, same for the Dolphins, right? I mean, yeah. unless you believe in Tua that right. But I think most people kind of view Tua as hey, he had a decent season, but they were really sheltering him. So I it is fascinating, but I also very much enjoy that he's taking an interview on National Signing Day. Oh, great. That's hilarious. Because A What's the pastor gonna say? <laughs> Don't sign that letter. I told you. I told you this guy's going to the NFL. Don't sign that letter of intent. So here's the thing: if you're Harbaugh, you can take an interview and not and and not really have your signing day interrupted. Like once you get to signing day, how much do you actually have to do? Watch the fax machine. Right. That's pretty like, much it. I have to imagine most of those are already done, and you've got assistants that are probably lead recruiters on these kids anyway. Right. So I have to imagine this whole signing day. Yes, it's a significant day, but I don't know how much Harbaugh is actually landing new recruits on signing day. Like it happens. Guys flip a lot, but I don't know how much he's actually doing. So I think you can take it and still do signing day. It's just a very. You imagine him having to delay the signing day press conference. He's like, listen, I'm interviewing for this NFL job. We're going to have to have this press conference where I can talk about these kids tomorrow. They asked me to name every player on the Vikings. I don't know these bums. I mean, wouldn't you think they'll be a decommitter or so? I, I, if, if because you know if they're and they're probably good they're going to Michigan. Other coaches are calling saying, "Do you know what your coach is doing tomorrow?" Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, yeah, I'd be doing that. But I also think that's if you're if you're recruiting against Michigan, you've been using that. True. Like it's not like this is the True. first time. Hey, Harbaugh might take an NFL job. Right. That we've gotten about a month of this. If right. Harbaugh might be taking an NFL job, so. I have to imagine if you're a kid committing or signing with Michigan today. And you're today, still on line, then you're going. You've already yeah. heard from whatever, Mel Tucker at Michigan State, saying, eh, the Harbaugh guy might go to the he NFL. He doesn't even make Be as careful. much as me. Right. The one thing I would do if I was a kid, and this it doesn't even apply to Michigan, like if I was, if I was good, right, I wouldn't sign my letter of intent until like the last time I would have to. Like this is the first day. Well, you could do it in December, but right. this is the first day you can sign your letter of intent. You can sign it tomorrow or Thursday. Yes. You can sign it in two months. Whatever like, the period is. Right. Like I, like signing day gets a yay, hoopla or whatever, but I wouldn't sign it unless I was like just barely holding on to an offer and I'd be like, yes, right. please take me. Right. But if I was good and I had other schools that would take me, I wouldn't sign it. I'd be like, eh, I'll wait. Oh, Next question. Standing in your corner. Next question. <laughs> Love that. According to Sam Gordon. Becky Hammett 
is going to be making at least a million dollars in salary as the Aces head coach. Uh, Mark Davis said yesterday, little girls, guys, anybody can look at her and say she's just like me, a small basketball player who's retired and she got the job and she's making a million dollars. I can do that too. That was really important to me to bring in that kind of value. And immediately Bill Lambeer left the organization. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what? What? Uh, I think we have a pretty pretty clear reason as to why Becky Hammond was willing to leave the an NBA sideline. I side think line. so. Like you're going to pay me how much? Yeah. Okay, I'll be there. Like I that would yeah that would convince me you're going to give me a significant raise to come over and coach the Aces. I would absolutely do that as well. I will say, good on Mark Davis. I don't know if he had to give Becky Hammond a million plus or whatever she's getting here, but like. Mark Davis does seem to have a genuine interest in growing the WNBA, or at least the Aces. I don't know about the whole league, but at least the Aces as a whole. Like, he seems to have a genuine interest in making that franchise, you know, uh, growing it and making it uh, uh, viewed as a legitimate professional sports team in Las Vegas and in the country, which, good for Mark Davis. I am curious, do we we know what they're doing facility-wise? Well, they're building that facility out by the... Have they started? It appears they have. They're moving dirt out okay, there, and that's right. what I assume it's for. But okay. they've done stuff across. It's Here's the Intermountain Health facility, the Raiders facility. You walk across a road that's not like 15 feet wide, and they've already moved dirt. Okay. Do we know what their plan is for, like, home arena? No, okay. other than Michelob. Yeah, which they have. This is their last year, I think, on that lease. On the lease? Right? I think so. I'll have to double check that. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. He, they've got one more year at Mandalay Bay, and then, granted, they could they stay could at Mandalay up, Bay for sure. They yeah, could re-up for three or, more years. But Mark Davis could try to build his own, or they could go to Henderson or wherever. But I, I wonder if he, how interested he would be in building his own arena for the Aces, given that you're going to build a eight to ten thousand seat arena, and right. we have a lot of those in Las Vegas. Like it's not like Allegiant Stadium where you kind of don't have competition for sixty five thousand seats. There's plenty of competition for events if you only have eight to ten thousand. Does anyone else want him to be like the Jerry Jones of the WNBA? I want I want him I want him to actively be like meddling at yes. all times with his team and people be like, Oh, the team would be good if, if he didn't do so much meddling. Be great. Next question. Arizona State hired Glenn Thomas as offensive coordinator. Thomas was UNLV's offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach. He was? He was. They Um, saw that offense and they went, we need a little bit of that. That's what I'm curious about. Like, Arizona State's had some issues also of late. Yeah, they have. Maybe that maybe that's what it is. They didn't have candidates that were that eager to take the job because Herm Edwards is in trouble. Yeah. So maybe that that is what it is. But... um, the majority of responses I saw to Arizona State announcing this were people saying, why do we want someone from UNLV? Right. Like posting right. pi- like screenshots of UNLV's like total points or total yards and being like, we want this? Yeah. This is what we want? So that was, it's an interesting hire because UNLV, it's kind of like the basketball hires. You don't have to have success and somehow you end up with a better job. But maybe you're right. It might not be a better job because... There might not be Herm Edwards there in a year or whatever happens with Arizona State in their investigation. I mean, they also, if he was the quarterback's coach, they literally saw, hey, he can take anybody. Like, UNLV, basically, week to week, he would show up for the game and go, oh, 
Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, I guess uh, Brumfield's out. Okay, uh, Friel, get in there. Oh, uh, Rogers, you go in there. Oh God! No, All right, not you, Tate. Uh, Stay Tate. on the no, sideline. Tate, you need to you need to retire and go into business. <laughs> Tate, uh, run his own read, but never keep the, keep the ball. Man, you know that's a great question. I want to end the the front page on the Jacksonville Jags. Oh, um, I'm okay. I'm because they're gonna end it on Wordle. They want. We'll get to Wordle later. Wordle. Um, the Jags wanted to interview Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell, but the NFL rules are you can interview coaches that are still in the playoffs. During the playoffs, as long as you interview them once before the AFC and NFC championship game start, the Jags did not request to talk to Kevin O'Connell until like the day of the NFC championship, meaning they can't interview him until after the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, Kevin O'Connell is going to take two other interviews, second interviews with teams because they interviewed him already. What are the Jags doing? I don't know. Maybe he's just focusing on his soccer team. Maybe he has no idea what's going on at any time with this organization. What are they doing? This has got to be the least competent coaching search. Like it was Byron Leftwich, and then it was Byron Leftwich was bringing the GM, was firing the GM right. and bringing his own guy in, and then it wasn't Byron Leftwich. Then it was and Rich Bisaccia. It was Rich Bisaccia, and at one point they interviewed guys that that, that then got hired away. Like, what are they doing? Yeah. I, if I was a Jacks fan, I. How many are there? Seven? Like, they were already pissed at the end of the year. I'd be furious still. Like, this is the least confident basically not even know the rules of your own league. They're just sort of winging it. I, uh, God. Does anyone else think that whatever Shad Khan bought this team, (laughs) the fact that the previous owner slipped in the thing that said you can't move the team from Jacksonville, he sort of went, ah, crap. All right. Just uh, leave it on fire. Whatever. All right, coming up next, UNLV. Big game tonight against Nevada. It's the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. UNLV plays tonight against Nevada. Rivalry night for UNLV. Uh, 7.30, you can listen to it right here on ESPN Las Vegas. You can watch it on Fox Sports 1, a real TV station, not Mountain West Network. How do you feel about UNLV and Ken Palm right now? After they beat wow. Colorado State down, big jump, they moved up to 105 in Ken Palm rankings. That is the highest ranking since the end of TJ Otzelberger's first season, 2019-2020, uh, when they finished 98th. So seven spots off of that. Uh, here's a fun fact for you. Well, not so fun fact. Over the last 110 games UNLV has played, only twice have they played a game as a top 100 Ken Palm team. That's four seasons worth of basketball. Games? Yeah, four seasons worth of basketball. They've only had two games as a top 100 team, and both of those were the last two games of Otzelberger's first year. So, well, they're laying two and a half tonight, even though Ken Palm projects a five-point win. So, this is what's interesting to me. Nevada has uh, struggled, to say the least. They got blown out by Utah State mm-hmm. in their last game, like destroyed. Nevada's not been nearly as good as people thought. They've plummeted outside the Ken Palm top 100. They're they're not a contender in this conference. Ken Palm projects a five-point win for UNLV. Like you just said, the sports books have UNLV favored by a couple. Donovan Williams isn't playing. No. He's doubtful, but with a knee, he's probably not playing. Here's my fear if I'm UNLV. I think the reason they're favored and the reason they shot up in Ken Palm is because they Beat the doors off of Colorado right. State. 
The reason they crushed Colorado State, they were good defensively, but they hit a ridiculous amount of threes. Mm-hmm. That was the that's the game we talk about that a lot. Where hey, anybody can kind of beat anybody in college basketball because you drill a bunch of threes. That was the scenario. UNLV went crazy from three. They're not a good three point shooting team. Like this isn't like a team that you'd look at and say, oh yeah, they got four guys out there that are going to really hurt you from deep. I, I don't know that they should be. Big favorites. I mean, I know two and a half isn't big, but without Donovan Williams, I think that more it says more for Nevada though it than does, UNLV. But I'm I am not confident UNLV is having a good offensive game. I have zero confidence this team is going to play well offensively because again, their offense has been Bryce Hamilton and Donovan Williams are good. They've only got one of those guys, and I don't think he's going for forty two again. No. Well, he might go for 45 and then it'll be 42. <laughs> they'll take if it. If he away. goes for 45 and then they'll take the, the home crowd on the home the home book will probably add 3 points and it'll be 48 yeah, probably. instead of taking away 3. So, it's just it's curious to me because UNLV still like they don't have their second best player. Donovan Williams is most likely not playing. They don't have their second best player. Nevada sucked, but I just have a hard time trusting anything about UNLV right now. And again, the the way they beat Colorado State, again, without their second best player, was because Bryce Hamilton was crazy. unbelievable. Yeah. And he's been good the last five, six games or so, but he was unbelievable. And there's like a point oh 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 one percent chance he does that again. Yeah. Or or less. Or less. He's not gonna go for forty two. What's going on with Marvin Coleman? I don't know. This is and I a think, long illness. I hope he's okay. I think there's a point we should be questioning this, worrying about this. He basically is not like he hasn't been the practices I've been to, and granted, I didn't go yesterday. I'm relying on Grimala and uh, Paloma Viacana, Fox Five, who were there. He apparently wasn't at practice yesterday. Still, Kevin Kruger's called it an illness, right? Non-COVID related. We haven't seen him in like no. two, three weeks. Like, what's happening? I hope there? he's okay. And he's he's on Twitter. Oh, he is. He's, he's active on Twitter. Okay. He's, well, that's actually good. that's actually a good sign. He's tweeting out very weird emojis. Okay, but it's. I mean, yeah, he's alive. Like, if that's the well, concern, no, yeah, not, he's not alive. That concern, but I mean, if he's on Twitter, it's a good sign. My concern is like, is he on the team? That's a good. That's a good question because illness is for two weeks. And does Kevin continue to say it's an illness? Yeah, said he was sick yesterday. Okay, I mean, I don't know. Boy, you don't. I don't know. I've always wondered why people would go away from that and make something up. I just don't think he'd do that. What's the reason for yeah, that? I, what would be the reason for that? I because have no idea. Because if it's eventually found out that it wasn't that and it was something else or he wasn't with the team, it's a horrible look. Yeah. So I don't think he would do that. I I don't think he would do that. I don't think he would either, but I think I think there's something more than just Marvin Coleman's been sick. Sick for three weeks and not just sick, not with the team. Like, right. And it's he has said not COVID-related. Like that's the only slight information we have is not COVID related, but like as an example, Royce ham was sick and missed a day of practice. And Kruger said, not uh, COVID related. He was back the next day. Mm-hmm. So I know you can have different kinds of illnesses, right. but I, I, I don't know what it is with Marvin Coleman. Like it could be something very serious and that's why, but it's very strange that he's just been gone for a couple of weeks. And, and all we've got so far Eh, is that he's sick. Um, how many students do you think show up for this game? Okay, tell me how many you think were there last time. 
Because I was not there. Oh, I had a hard time estimating this. There's two sections that are for the students, and I would get, venture to guess they were 70% full. Okay. So there were probably maybe 1,000 students that were there. Okay. If you can gauge tonight, I'll say there's more tonight. It's Reno. They keep doing these giveaways. and they're plus giving them, They're giving them free Raisin look, Canes before the game. They're giving them free Raisin Canes. Are they still giving out spring break trips? I think so. I think those are every okay, game the rest of the year. If you went to the last five games, you get free Nikes. Yep. If you go to the last six home games, granted, you already missed one, so right. does you no good if you missed that one. But if you went to the last, the last game and you go to the last five home games, you get free custom Nikes. Uh, and I think they're doing a giveaway for free Raisin Canes for a year to a student tonight. Okay, you're going to get a lot of students. <laughs> if, they've, if they've marketed it well, which I'm sure they have, because Eric Harper is big into this now to try to get kids out there with all these promotions, then I think you get more than what you got last time. And you throw in that it's Reno. I'm surprised Jared's not showing up. Do you have an old student ID? I being do. Like, being like, where's my free Raisin Hold Canes? Hold on. Let me see if I actually do still have an old student ID. <laughs> where's my free Raisin Canes? Let's go. I'm surprised you're not showing up just to get the free meal. Well, so I've sort of started doing this thing where I actually like go to bed on time and like try to show up to the show at a you know reasonable rate, and so that sort of killed my nightlife. I'm I'm in bed by like eight thirty these yeah. days. But oh, uh, man. oh yeah, you want to see the worst picture ever taken? Oh boy, Jared's student ID. Oh, you've showed me this before. Your hair's worse than ever. Yeah, it's impressive. I don't know how your hair looks like that. Are you sure this isn't a mugshot? Because you look like you're wearing an orange jumpsuit. It may have been. I don't yeah. know what day I took it. What did they did they tell you to smile? No, they told me not to. So that's yeah, the it's facial. Like the, it's like the DMV. Whatever you do, don't smile. You with a hell of a facial expression with that too. You see that? That's a look at Good the ha- look at his hair in this picture. It is defying the laws of gravity. Wow. Right? Yeah. Like we're used to Jared having pretty ridiculous hair, but it's defying the laws of gravity. I don't know if this still gets you in. This is like my Marriott VIP card from 1987. Does that and not I work still... anymore? Some places. Some places. <laughs> well, 90% of the t- places, if you get the rate, don't even ask for the card. So the, yeah. some do. I'm like, uh, really? Do you need to see it? Because it's kind of old. And then all of a sudden the rate goes up. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Jared, go try to get some free canes for us. You know it would be funny if Jared shows up tomorrow saying, I want a free trip to the yeah, Bahamas. Go, go I got raising canes for a year. <laughs> I, 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 my biggest thing is I don't want to have to go down there and park. It's free now. Well, all right. At least as far as I know, it's free. I oh, get yeah. there a little early, but yeah. nobody's taking any money. They're just directing you where to go. Yeah. Do you know how much people would complain if they charge for parking? They already complained they got to pay $5 to go to these games. Wait, we got to pay $5? I mean, you, I guess you don't no, have you, to. I think if you show that and they yeah. believe it, then you'll be in. I mean, what would that make me, a 10-year senior? It happens. Yeah. Well, it's no big deal. Because Come. they probably changed the colors and the ID, and they're going to look at you and say, hey, I'm, I'm still, I'm still yeah. going. I'm still rocking. Coming up next, Charles McDonald joins the show. We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff. Joining us now is Charles McDonald. You can follow him on Twitter at 4Verts and read his work at For the Win. Uh, Charles, who do you think Tom Brady is more mad at this week, the Patriots or Adam Schefter? Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with Adam Schefter because, you know, Tom, as we all know, Tom is someone who uh, likes to be in control of things, kind of the reason why he's in Tampa Bay right now. Uh, and I can imagine that 
if he's like, if, if he's going through his Saturday and he's got this idea planned out, uh, maybe have some graphics planned out with it to announce his retirement, and then someone like Adam Schefter comes through and tweets that you're going to retire, I can imagine that that does not sit with him so well with him. Uh, it probably made him matter than you know a 20 year old power struggle between him and Oban. Uh, were you surprised at all, though, that he meant, he thanked everyone, uh, including the concession uh, stand people in Tampa, and he didn't <laughs> mention he did not mention New England in one way? Yeah, I, I was pretty surprised at that uh, because, because I was scrolling through the uh, the, uh, the post on Instagram. I'm like, all right, where's where's Bill? Where's a Bill Robert? Thank you, New England. Nothing. I. Uh, and it's kind of weird because obviously it didn't end, you know, on the most positive note. Uh, I mean, he left past the Patriots, the pick six against the Titans uh, in the playoffs a couple of years ago. But, I mean, we're talking about this is where his legacy was made. Uh, six Super Bowls, the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. There's so much history there. Uh, I, it kind of makes me wonder, like, if, if the Brady – Pat's feud goes deeper than just like who gets credit between Bill and Brady for what happened over the past two decades in England. Are you disappointed Tom Brady hasn't announced a retirement NFT for you to buy? <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I was waiting for that. Uh, when, uh, when he got, when, he's had all these like crypto commercials for when he, uh, when Schefter announced his retirement, I was waiting for Tom to say, and now you can own some of my most clutch moments throughout my career. You can own this video that anyone can watch on the internet. You own it. Yeah. And you'd be first in line to buy it, wouldn't you, Charles? I, I still would, yeah. I, I, was just saying, I, think, I, I think I'll buy the Edelman cash. That'll be the first NFT <laughs> for 28.3 Ethereum. All right, there's a tweet earlier this week. I want to get your thoughts that Andy Reid has now lost five times as a favorite to underdogs in the championship game, and the point was he has, crazily enough, underachieved with Pat Mahomes on his rookie deal. Is there any truth to that? Um, No. And I, I saw that take, and I kind of I kind of thought that, that was absurd. And I, I think, you know, if you're, if you're looking at what the Chiefs have done, um, you know, over, over the Pat Mahomes era, and obviously Sunday is <laughs> extremely disappointing because – uh, I still feel very comfortable in saying that uh, the Chiefs are a better team than the Bengals. You know, that first half was really all I need to see to confirm that. And then the second half, Pat Mahomes was just awful. Uh, like, so bad where it's like, I don't know if he could play a, 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 a half to fall bad, bad uh, again in his life. I think when you're, when you're saying, is this an underachievement, you, you kind of are, I think, I think it's diluting at least like, just the accomplishment of being here every single year, like you said, like they've like Andy Reid has lost as a favorite five times in a championship game. All right, well, I mean that also also means like five times he was one game away from uh, making the Super Bowl. And I know, you know, I, I think sometimes we get a little bit too caught up in, you know, did you win it all? Like you didn't win it all, and then you're a loser, or you have this great quarterback to win it all. No, like, getting to the playoffs is really really difficult. Um, Getting this far every year is extremely difficult. I mean, what is this, the fourth year in a row that they were in the AFC Championship game? Um, it's really hard to get to this point consistently, even with the amount of great players they have. So, you know, I think that uh, it's not <laughs> it's not an underachievement or a waste of time. 
to me, it's just kind of a reminder, like, you can have someone as good as Patrick Mahomes and be as good at your job at Andy Reid and still lose because football is football. Like, no one would have well, – no, after that first half on Sunday, no one would have, you know, predicted that Patrick Mahomes would come out and play Blaine Gabbert in the second half. Nope. It happens. And, <laughs> you know, sometimes you're good, sometimes you're not, and that's why it's my favorite sport on the planet. Will – Anyone else try to copy the Rams, uh, like, NBA style of roster building? Oh, I hope so, because I don't think a lot of teams would be good at it. I, <laughs> I, 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 I think it would be funny, because I think you, you would... Cause here's one thing that I think doesn't get talked about enough with the Rams and how they built this thing, and not just in terms of, like... I mean, I, obviously, I, one reason why I didn't think it's rather cool is because... You, are people aware of how many mid to late round picks the Rams have hit on in the past few years? Like it's absolutely absurd. Uh, Cooper Cup, I think he was a third round pick. Ken Makers apparently has bionic Achilles. I think he was a third round pick as well. Uh, starters on defense like uh, Jordan Fuller, who's hurt now. Darius Williams, like all these guys are like you know mid to late round picks, and they're not just like you know, guys can come in to start a game for you. Like, they're actually good players, and I think that that is an undersold part of where the Rams are right now. Uh, but as far as, like, their big ticket acquisitions, acquisitions have gone, they're kind of staying true to where the NFL has moved. Like, you don't see them, you know, you know, doing something like the Seahawks did and trading two firsts for a safety. Now, if Rams are going to trade two firsts for someone, it's someone who's, like, guaranteed – play a high premium level position. We're going to trade two firsts for Jalen Ramsey. We're going to trade two firsts for a quarterback. We're going to trade a second round pick for an edge rusher. So, you know, these are like the core pieces of your team that you look at when you're building. So, yeah, I think when you look at the Rams, you're like, oh, man, it's kind of tough to not have these draft picks. But you have to remember where these investments are being made, and they're being made at positions where it's really, really hard to find elite players. You know, you have... Sure, you may not have that many draft picks, but you have a Hall of Fame cornerback talent in Jalen Ramsey and a Hall of Fame defensive tackle in Aaron Donald locked up on your team for the next few years, and then you just get to throw Von Miller in the mix this year. So uh, I think, you know, I, I tend to even look at it as if even if the Rams, you know, somehow lose and somehow Joe Burrow and the Bengals are Super Bowl champions in a couple of weeks, uh, I still think that doesn't detract from what they were able to accomplish, and I would love to see another team give it a go because I think most teams get it absolutely wrong. All right, what are the reasons Joe Burrow should be really confident for two weeks from now? Um, well, I think the reason that Joe Burrow should be confident is I he's basically showed us that he's unkillable. Um, because if, if I'm playing in that Titans game and I'm getting sacked nine times, like I'm, I'm not getting back up after. Like nine times? Are you serious? Like you want me to get back up and keep going out there and let Simmons, you know, crush my skull through the grass? Uh, yeah, he, he's he's unkillable. And I think what's interesting about where they are is um, when you look at the matchup between any offensive line and an offensive line where Leonard Floyd is your third best pass rusher behind Aaron Donald and Von Miller, most teams aren't going to be able to block that, uh, and you have to come up with ideas on how to get around that, but the Bengals can't block anybody. So this is just another game for Joe. Uh, and you saw last week on Sunday, even someone like 
as good as Chris Jones has a hard time bringing him down sometimes. So maybe it's actually better that they can't block because it allows Joe to get into his natural state, which is chaos. Uh, can you help us? What are the Jacksonville Jags doing with their coaching search? Drugs. <laughs> good start. <laughs> okay, the crazy thing with the Jaguars is you were you, you had the the first head coach opening by far, and somehow you still have nobody. Uh, and to me, the, the crazy thing to me is how does Trent Baalke keep ending up in these situations where everyone is saying, <laughs> like you talk to players behind the scenes, you talk to coaches, execs, they're all like F Trent Baalke. But somehow he, he like slides his way in to that owner's ear and is able to keep this job because I I really don't know what Shad Khan is possibly looking at with Trent Baalke because you know you have these qualified head coaching candidates that say no I don't want to come here. Do you understand how rare it is for an NFL head coach to be given the keys to someone as talented as Trevor Lawrence and to say no? That's Trent's fault, um, and I think that absurd that they have gotten to this point where they can't really seem to find anyone that wants to take this job because of Trent. Well, he's Charles McDonald. Again, follow him on Twitter at 4Verts and read his work at For the Win. Charles, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks, Charles. Later. Trevor Lawrence can't get a head coach because of Trent Balky. Gotta love it. All right, here we go. What are we giving away today, Jared? I know. You sent me an email. That's my fault. Here we go. Two tickets to go see Slash. The River is Rising Tour, February 19th at the Theater at Virgin. You can buy tickets at virginhotelslv.com, or you could win a pair from us right now. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. We'll take caller number six at 702-364-1100. You'll get two tickets to go see Slash, The River is Rising Tour. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios, this is The Press Box with Graney and Bischoff. Ed, how you feeling about Wordle? Haven't done it in a few days. You haven't uh, done it in a few days? Uh, what, have uh, you been busy or something? Well, somewhat. Uh, but I haven't done it in a few days, yeah. Last, they got, last they got, time I failed. They got, oh, so you've been yeah. turned off by that. I've been that. turned off by a fail. Yeah, okay. So, Wordle's been bought by the New York Times. Does that, yeah. make, you, that make you less enjoy it? Enjoy it less? Uh, no, it is it going to change the game? Well, they could throw it behind a paywall. Now it's not. Oh, well, then then I've really stopped. (laughs) They throw that thing behind a paywall. I've stopped for good. I think they said yesterday that it's not going behind a paywall. They're going to leave it free. Um, But didn't the creator of Wordle was just like a guy who just developed it. Right. I read a story. He's just a guy who just developed it for his wife. Really? Because his wife liked to play like word puzzle games. And he, he created this app and then it became popular. And now he sold it for like. What did they say? Seven figures to the New York Times. Oh, man, <laughs> what? What? Jared is just staring at me. Like, the New York Times get sponsorships out of it. I assume they can put ads on it. Yeah, yeah. they'll put ads on it. Would they'll be my guess. Yeah. Which, you know, they'll get their money back. They'll make their money back. It's really popular. Oh yeah, now. it's unbelievably popular. But what a what a deal for the guy who made the app. Man. You're telling me, hey, honey, look at this fun game I made for you. Hey, honey, I just sold it to the New York Times for... Man, <laughs> my wife does a ton of word searches, but at the end of the day, I can't I can't make apps up. I would have never thought I of mean, it. how mad does Cassie Soto have to be? Oh, oh yeah. Hey, honey, I made you this corgi thing. Yeah. And everyone's like, it's all right. 
play it one time. That's it. Forget about it. Wordle, much better than the Corgi oh, game. Oh, yeah. New York Times isn't lining up for the cur- the uh, Corgi game. Did you really give up on Wordle because you lost one? Not give up. I've just forgot the last few days. Like, I don't... It, it's like things we have to fill out for COVID. Like, I, I have to be reminded. Like, I have to be reminded so to do certain You need a daily things. email. I need, if, I, if Wordle gave me, like, a daily reminder, I'd probably just go on there and try Wait, to do it. it but It I, just came out in favor of push notifications. Yes. <laughs> what, what word did you miss? Can't remember. Oh. Well, he didn't, he didn't get it, so yeah, he doesn't did. know it. it no, they be, tell you. They tell you. It would be funny if they didn't tell you. Yeah, I it mean, would drive people crazy. I mean, enough people play that you could easily find out. Yeah. but it would be very funny if they just so, didn't tell you the word. Once you fail in the last one, the word will flash on the screen, and then you're like, oh, "I'm an idiot." Yes. Oh, absolutely. That's yes. fun. That's fun. It had something to do with a Q and a U, and it wasn't quaint. Oh, they put a Q in there. That seems that's got to yeah. be rare, right? Yes, yes. Because if you put a Q, you're wasting two. You got to use two letters in there. Q and U. I have an Adam Hill trick that usually works pretty well. That our first word is always party, because for some reason he's figured out in Wordle a lot of those letters tend to be in the word, and the least amount of letters I've had on party for the next you know when they go down to the next yeah. line is two. So it's actually well, pretty it's- good. I'm throwing that out there for there's all you play Yeah, yeah. There's, I've seen people on TikTok who have run algorithms to tell you what the best word right. to use is. It's not party. I don't remember what it was, but it's not party. Okay. But yes, that's, yeah. You're not using enough vowels in party. You're wasting one on a Y, to be honest with you. <laughs> okay. Just just letting you know. Like you, just letting well, you know. You You've only to... found out if there's one vowel or not when you use party because you wasted <laughs> one on a Y. Uh have you played it? No, I have not. But I get the general principle of fig- guessing which letters are most yeah. likely to show up in words and Y is not one. I don't even think P is one you should waste it on either. Well, then come up with a word. You don't even remember what it said? I mean, A-R-T is pretty good. No, I don't. A-R-T is pretty good. Uh, but the P and the Y is kind of wasteful. <laughs> I feel like you can do better than that. Like carts would be a better word. Get a C and an S in there instead of a, a P and a Y. S, okay. S would be good, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a better word. It's probably never going to be carts, but that's a better word. Hmm. A lot of words. I'll think of that. I'll think of that. Yeah. Oh, you, you probably won't even you, play again. As you, no, I'll play again. I'll play again. I'll, I'll bite the bullet and come back. Now that you've reminded me, I'll probably do it during the next break. Uh, I need to ask you something else. If you were a quarterback in college football in the transfer portal and you could go anywhere... How high would Wisconsin be on your list? Not very high. Caleb Williams, who... Unlisted? Who is the freshman that took over at Oklahoma. He's a pair... According to On3 Sports, he is down to two possible transfer destinations. USC, where Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma, obviously be going with his coach to California, or Wisconsin. And I I read the story from On3 Sports because I was like, there's got to be a connection here. Right, there's got to be. There's got to be a coach or a, a coach. friend or a family yeah. or something. Yes. They didn't mention at all why Wisconsin was a candidate. All they put in there was a, a video of Wisconsin's student section at the last basketball game chanting, "We want Caleb." Is that a reason to go to Wisconsin? I mean, no, because he, he was already up? he was already reportedly interested in Wisconsin okay. before they chanted that. But I they cannot, probably saw that and didn't believe it, so they said, "Hey, yes, let's chant this." But I cannot figure out why, as a transfer quarterback, who again not anywhere, but can go lots of places, why Wisconsin would be 
high on the list. I mean, I get why USC is, but everyone's going right. to USC now. Every he's got everyone decommitting and coming to him. Okay, so Wisconsin, you're going to be the big like you're going to you know you're going to be the most popular guy on campus. True, you don't basically you only have to throw like five six times a game. <laughs> True. You're never going to be hurt, and you kind of just sort of like well, as long as I can hand the ball yeah. off, I can just sort of coast through four years and eh, whatever. I'm going to party, but it's cold. Oh yeah, well. Like, really cold in Wisconsin. I got it, but, I mean. <laughs> I'm not going to Wisconsin. There's, I mean, there's something to be said about, like, let's bundle up for uh, warmth. I don't know. No idea. I don't think there's something to be said for that. Uh, I've been there. One, one other fun transfer story is that Jackson Dart is transferring from USC to Ole Miss. Oh. Former four-star quarterback. Uh, his name, Jackson, is J-A-X-S-O-N. I don't think you could have picked a more perfect boy name to be the quarterback. Oh, yeah. I mean, also, Dart. Yes. Jackson Dart is like, if you were like, create a player naming frat boy quarterback at Ole Miss, Jackson Dart's going to be pretty hard to beat. That a, lot guy, of, a lot of frat boys running around. It's a great nickname, by the way. Dart? Frat boy. Oh, yeah, it is a good nickname. It's a good nickname are, for certain There are people. some frat boys in the city. Yeah, in this Not city. Not too many, but... Uh, in their city, there's at least one of them. One important frat boy in Las Vegas.